Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Sorry, you are excited and feel you got your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, or your spark, whatever it is that you need to get your day moving um, so that you can be fully present, fully alert to handle all that comes your way as leaders. And so this 15 minutes this morning is to get you set up, refueling your tank so that you won't have burnout or overwhelm. This week we have started the journey of the wilderness of entrepreneurship. And today we're going to cover the two aspects of the wilderness. I'm not sure if we'll finish within our 15 minutes, but I'm going to try to talk real fast because I really want you all to get all of this this morning. And if I talk too fast, just that's the reason to go back find the podcast, download it, you know, do all of those wonderful, great things that provide support for us and encouragement, but it also serves as a way that you can get the information that you need and hear it at your own pace. So the two aspects of the wilderness. When we're looking at the Old Testament and looking at what it displays about the wilderness, there's two reasons that seem to come up that succinct when I look at it and in my study. The first one is it's usually a running away, a place that people run away uh, in a, in, I'm sorry, it's a place where people go to because they're running away from one's problems into what's seen as a safe haven. And the other aspect is there is being driven against their will into what appears to be quite inhospitable and dangerous. We're going to look at two stories parallel to each other in the Old Testament to help us analyze and actually generalize these two aspects according to other stories as well and even according to our own personal lives. We're going to look at the story of Hagar and Moses in parallel to each other. I'm not going to go totally in depth of those stories. I will give you uh, some scripture where you can find them and read them in your time. Uh, Genesis chapter 16 and Exodus uh, chapters 2 through 3. Uh, You can also look at Genesis chapter 21 and Exodus 12. Uh, Genesis chapter 21, specifically verses 12 through 13. Um, Exodus chapter 4, verses 21. And Exodus chapter 11, verse 10. You can go read those in your own time as well. But we're going to look at these two stories in parallel to each other in light of the two aspects. First, running away from one's problems into what is seen as a safe haven, and two, being driven against one's, one's will into what appears to be quite inhospitable and dangerous. When we look at the first aspect of running away, point A, they both entered the wilderness twice. Be clear about that. They both take a journey into the wilderness twice. First, they run away from their oppressive situation that's by choice and the family conflicts that involve ambiguous roles that they experience. Let's look at Moses. Moses ran from punishment for murder after finding himself caught between his Jewish Jewish heritage, that revelation being revealed that he was actually a Hebrew and that he was adopted. He was an adopted Egyptian status. His status was based on adoption. So he ran to safety. He ran into the wilderness to a place that was perceived as a safe haven for him. 
we look at Hagar. When she first ran, she was impregnated in place of her master's wife at the leading of Sarah, who then turned around and abused her, right? And so she ran into the wilderness for safety, right, to get away from the abuse. We see in both cases that there are four things that occur when they first ran by choice for safe haven in the wilderness. Number one, they encountered God. Number two, they began to understand God by new names. He introduced themselves to them by new names. Number three, they received a promise from him. And number four, they were told to return to their difficult situation. I know this may be hitting home for a lot of us today because I know as I was going through it, it made me rethink a lot of things, right, and 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 that journey of what we do when we're in entrepreneurship, when we may have partnerships or we may even serve on other people's companies in an effort to learn more and to grow, and we find ourselves feeling like we're in a wilderness, but we run away. We, we're running to a safe haven because we've got to get away from this particular thing because it is not aligning with what we're doing or for some reason it just doesn't seem right or somebody does something to us, they abuse us in a certain way, right? So when we see Hagar return, she returned to be a slave again. Then we see Moses, he returned to take his place with the enslaved Israelites to free them from Egypt. Now I want you all to pay close attention right here. Those four things that occur is about preparation and position. They had to return because they had to be in position for God's covenant, the promise that he gives to them to manifest. Hagar had to return, and if you see, when she returns, she gives birth to Ishmael. She had to be in the house where the promise was in order for Ishmael to also be a nation. Right, in order for the promise that God had already given Abraham to exist on all his children, she had to be back under their home for that to take place. She could not give birth in the wilderness. She had to be in position. Moses had to be in position to lead the Israelites. He had to be able to relate to their plight in order to get them to follow him as he was called to set them, to lead them to freedom from Egypt. So your encounter, your first encounter or first of many encounters in the wilderness may be to put you in position, right? It may be in, to put you in position so that the promise you've been given to manifest. I looked at the backdrop of the story of Joseph here as well because we see Joseph went through a number of wilderness experiences. But every time he was being put in position, it may take a few more steps, right? It may not happen just the way it happened with Hagar. It may not happen quite as quickly as it happened with Moses. You might have to go through several moments where you're being put in the wilderness in the first stage because you've been driven out into a place that's a safe haven. Can you look over your life and your entrepreneurial journey and your personal life where you can see where God was positioning you, where you thought he was there hurting you or this thing was to destroy you, but it was actually putting you in position so that you would be clearly able and equipped and sustained and refreshed to go into the next thing. 
takes me into the next point, that in both cases, the wilderness was an isolated and quiet place where God had a chance to have a private conversation with them, giving them both a first glimpse of God and his plan specifically for them. See, you have to understand that God has to move you into a temporary escape or that place of transformation where he will have the provision that is awaiting you. He had, Hagar was found by God by a spring of water. He, in the wilderness, a spring of water, that he, that was his provision to sustain and equip her in that time of her journey the first time in the wilderness. Same with Moses. We When Moses comes and he's in that wilderness for the first time, he's married, sending sheep. He's very profitable, very profitable moving forward, right? It was not a time that he lacked anything, right? It actually seems that he flourished. This is important to us to keep in mind as well because those moments of isolation in quiet places, our job is to focus in on what God is doing and how he is providing for us and how our entrance into the wilderness is a safe haven meant to refresh us, sustain us, and equip us because God's going to tell us to go back. We're going to have to return to the difficult situation, but we will not return the same as when we ran away the first time. Both of them were different. They were of different minds because they had had an encounter with God. They understood God by a new name. They had received the promise that they could hold on to, and when they were told to return, they had been transformed. Now we look real quickly at the second one, driven against one's will. The second time both Hagar and Moses returned to the wilderness, it was because they it was, they were in a threatening manner, right? They actually were not choosing to run at this point. It was because the wilderness was becoming a threatening and invite uh, rather than inviting, and the provisions were not going to be in the wilderness. They had to pack it with them before they left. See, when he had to leave and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and, the, and, and they went through all of those different things to get the people of the Israelites freed, you have to see they left but they also had to go into the wilderness, which seemed to be a place where they were going to be, uh, you know, caught off guard because they, that Pharaoh's army was coming behind them. They didn't have a provision there. They were out in the open, okay? Same way with Hagar. When she leaves this time, it seems she's running with her child now, right, running with safety. But even in all of that, you have to remember that at this point, the wilderness is seen as a location that's outside of civilization. It seems like you're on the outside of success looking in. It seems like you're on the outside of all the other entrepreneurs who seem to be winning by following certain processes and procedures that the world seems to be telling them, and you seem to just can't keep getting it right. It's just like you 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 trying it, but it don't seem to be working, or it seems like you had to have more risk involved. This is the time where you're learning to live at risk with God or in God. This is the place I like to say it's the borderline borderland between civilization and chaos. This is where God's grace is seen the most. Because it is the place that looks the riskiest. It looks the most dangerous time ever. But God is keeping you. There is 
feel something that is moving forward. You feel it. You know it. Everything that comes is just another step added to the promise that he gave you. It doesn't look that way, but it definitely is happening. This is the place where they were driven out by their oppressors, right? And we can see God orchestrating it because, number one, God verbally directs Abraham to send Hagar into the wilderness. She didn't choose to go, right? Same way in Moses' case, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart drove them out, right? We also see here that God will use the same family and political conflicts that occurred the first time you visit, the first time you went into the wilderness, to not here to provide safety, but it's to separate you. It's to separate his chosen people that have trusted in his promise. It is the trusting in that promise and the love for God that is being developed this time in the wilderness. It's going to be developed through various life-threatening trials. That's where living at risk in God is going to help strengthen you for the promise because you have to be able to bear the weight of it. It is where your sense of community is tightened. The things that God has called you to keep near to you and most uh, to support you is going to be more valuable than ever before because these things are tightened, tied, precisely because all other help and all other distractions are not going to be present. They will not be in your reach at this point in time. God is going to be the only thing in your reach, and he will be have to give you full direction on how to guide this time in the wilderness. So I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to just continue because I know there's a lot of points there, but I hope this morning it is giving you guys some things to think about, some things to go back and look over your journey and analyze where you can see that the wilderness is always there to serve you and that there are very unique and important things that occur based on the different times that you're in the wilderness, but they are all there to serve you and you are meant to hold on to the promise and the plan that God has given you. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired. We truly do appreciate you. As Aldrina said, if you want to join us and have a little bit of fun, let your hair down, let's learn some great things about networking that we can apply to our business real time, join us today for our networking event. It is going to be a great hour of good business fellowship that we get to know you better, you get to know us better. So definitely email us at hello at aaccoworking.com. Share it with somebody else that you may know that works remotely as an entrepreneur and they're looking for a great networking place of like-minded women. We would appreciate it and love to meet you there. Uh, I'm going to go. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.